Up and at him in the morning. Live here. This is cool. In studio, we have uh, Slow City Fire's uh, James Blattler. He's here talking all about wildfire preparedness. There's a few town halls that are coming up in the mix. It's really cool to have you in here. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you, Adam. Uh, really excited to, to uh, meet you and be here in person. And uh, thanks for having me. Did you have a, a good uh, weekend? It was a great weekend. Busy yeah. weekend with the kids. I've got three really? little ones. Oh. So uh, lots of running around, uh, which is the best time of life. Yeah, it's so weird to talk about like wildfires when the weather is like this today. But and look, I mean, it's something because we remember, I mean, shoot, just a week and a half ago, it was like just hell. Right. And it's funny because even though it was hotter in the North County, a lot of the North County places now have AC. Right. When folks in slow, a lot of them don't. Right. And it was brutal. And I'm sure you guys probably got a lot of calls for health related things with the heat. But also you guys must have been very much with your finger on the pulse of just if anything could should break out yeah absolutely and you know with that hot weather it's definitely a concern you have increased fire risk we're really fortunate with that weather event that heat event uh that the high strong winds didn't come with it um that really uh you know eased our our concern a little bit of course we were hyper uh, aware and i believe we upstaffed some of our units as well just to have a little bit more resources available if something were to break out um but you know it is raining today, and I probably picked a uh, not not the best day to come through <laughs> wildfire readiness. But um, you know that heat and this long drought has really dried out our yeah. vegetation, mm-hmm. um, which we call fuel for wildfire. And uh, the amount of rain with this storm, it's going to take many many rains uh, before oh, the so, vegetation yeah. um, is yeah. is uh, basically the moisture of or far too high, low right? with with rainfall and right, stuff. Right. So, so with these town halls, these are great because I think uh, sometimes these we learn these tenets. Even as, as a kid, we learn about fire preparedness, things like that. But we always need refresh and uh, technology things always changing. So, what these shape to do? Uh, Tuesday the twenty seventh, Wednesday the twenty eighth, and Thursday the twenty ninth, uh, we're going to be doing these town halls uh, at Bishop's Peak, Teach, and CL Smith, respectively. Uh, talk about what uh, who who these are for and what we're going to be taking care of. Um, for an hour while we all meet up. Yeah, so it's been a while since we've had an in-person uh, town hall, wildfire preparedness town hall, uh, but we're really excited to do it. Um, basically, community members are going to be able to hear from the experts. We're going to have Fire Chief Keith Axon, our Fire Marshal Roger Maggio, and myself. I work as the emergency manager for the city. Um, we're going to all be there, and we're going to give a, a brief presentation about our Ready, Set, Go program. And really, the Ready, Set, Go program, it's, uh, it's your personal wildfire action guide. So what that does, it uh, it helps give you a step-by-step guide on um, the ready is how to ready your home. Uh, make sure that those flammable things around your house are, you know, decreased to help uh, prevent a wildfire from coming into your house and catching it on fire. Um, part of that ready is also making your hard home a hardened home, and that's making it less susceptible for those flying embers to come in and, you know, maybe Never thought of the roof on fire. Yeah. Okay. And, um and so it'll give you a lot of good uh, resources on like what you can do to harden your home and create a defensible space around your house. And that's really important because we need that defense there ahead of time because right. we don't have enough resources in the world uh, to put at every house during a wildfire. Sure. Yeah. And uh, to help put into context too, if we have a, you know, just a single family structure fire, a single family home structure fire here in town, that'll pull all our fire resources within the city on that fire. Fortunately, because of really good mutual aid and automatic aid agreements with our partners at other fire agencies, 
um, we're able to continue, you know, emergency services to other residents during. Uh, but people don't really fire. understand it like that. That's really right. interesting. Right. And so you can imagine if that one structure fire can do that, what would happen if you've got multiple homes on fire from a wildland fire? Well, look at like what happened in paradise or something like exactly. that. And then it's so crazy because you'll see like a whole string of houses or like what happened in weed or wherever. We right. Say. And then there'll be like one structure left. I mean, and if that's going to be your structure, it might be a little luck, but also might be a little bit of a preparedness. Yeah, no, a lot of times it is preparedness. It's amazing. I mean, uh, there's some really great aerial examples if you get on the internet and start searching really? the defensible space where you'll see fires coming up and burning right up to the property edge. And that's a lot of times because of defensible space. So um, basically have the community members provide the defense. We in the fire department will provide the offense when mm -hmm. they're coming through. And so uh, this program will help do that. And then the, the, so that's ready and ready, set, go. The set is basically creating your evacuation plan for you and your family, your household, um, and knowing where to go, what to take with you, putting together an emergency preparedness kit. And then finally, the go is knowing when to go. And we always recommend go early. Don't wait until the fire's up at your home no, right. and the roads are all congested. And so when you've done all this work ahead of time, you're going to have a much less. I mean, it's going to be really stressful no matter what. You sure. Do. But if you do all this work before, it's you're going to be able to make decisions a lot easier, quicker. And it's going to be. Less and you'll remember things that you probably would have forgot right. if you were just like in the mix going, like, OK, we'll grab that, grab that, right. grab that and go. Yeah. And so you know. these town halls, we're going to come, you know, people will come in. Uh, we're hoping for a lot of people. Um, that will come in and we can tell them about the program, just uh, give some good details. And then after that, um, offer a, a Q&A session. So cool. if you've got the questions to ask, we'll be there to answer them. Well, you know, you look at these things like, um, like I mentioned, Paradise and these places where you use like a whole, whole town or you think what happened in Napa yep. twice. Um, and you're like, this could happen here. And it's so like, you're so scared. You're so like, oh my God. And, and you just like, thank God. When you read some of these things and you're like, oh my God, that, that's so, I always think about two things. One, remember that fire in Pismo? It was right on the freeway. It jumped over the cliffs and you see palm trees on fire. Like, oh my God. And then you look from like a bird's eye view that there's like a natural corridor that runs right into San Luis Obispo. Right. And then, then you're just surrounded by homes. Absolutely. I mean, so obviously you guys are thinking of this going like, oh, like this, this could in a lot of ways be a very, very bad thing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, that's, that's one thing we really want to stress to people. You don't have to live out in the, uh, you know, what we call the wildland urban interface yeah. where the built environment kind of comes into the natural environment. And, uh, you don't have to live in those zones to be at risk. Those embers can fly up yeah. a mile ahead of that's the fire. Crazy. And, um, yeah, so people that think in the middle of town that they're safe and that there's no way a wildfire can get to them. Unfortunately, we've seen it throughout the Western United wow. States. Yeah, like you right. mentioned up in the Napa area, mm -hmm. Coffee Park and Santa Rosa, um, right. the entire, you know, just, suburban neighborhood loss. But, um, you know, we're doing a lot of work here at the city. We're working with our county partners, the Fire Safe Council, to help, you know, do our side of things of what we can control and reducing some of the vegetation. So big vegetation management projects. Um, you mentioned that area, you know, a fire starting the Avil and burning their, its way over. Right. Um, the, the Irish Hills area is definitely an area of risk. Uh, it's not a lot of fire history in that spot, a lot of built-up vegetation. And so we're working with them to, to reduce a lot of that fuel. Um, and take that out. Let me ask you another question. Uh, we have James here who, uh, Slow City Fire. So, um, the homeless situation, I've talked to the fire chief in Paso a while back, and I know that, like, that Salinas Riverbed, I mean, these are real hot spots where, you know, and they've done whether it's bringing goats. I mean, there's a lot of things that they're trying to, to really mitigate and, 
and uh, lessen the chance of that ever becoming, you know, a tinderbox. We have a real issue here with homeless, probably maybe even worse than Paso. And then you got the, the creek and all these like heavily brushed areas where they're living, starting fires. Uh, how are, I mean, and obviously this is, if something were to happen, the first people it affects uh, them. So yeah. uh, what, what are some of the things that you guys are doing to, you know, help abate that or, or look yeah. into that? You know, it's a huge concern for us, and and um, we're very concerned about their welfare, you know, first and foremost. And uh, these individuals who, you know, uh, certainly don't have a lot are living in areas that are putting themselves at, at severe risk. Um, so, uh, you know, they're surrounded by vegetation a lot of times in these creeks and open spaces. And so if a wildfire starts, they're going to be the first ones, like you said, impacted by this fire. So um, we at the city are really trying to lean in and try to reduce um, the prevalence of, of homelessness um, within the community, and a lot of that's within our creek areas. And so right. there, there's that side of it, the humanitarian side of just really wanting to make sure these people... Also, imagine uh, some education, too, yeah. because it's like a lot of these times, this is, you know, like yesterday was the first time I've seen homeless people trying to stay dry or... Mm-hmm warm because it's been so hot recently right but i mean they're probably cooking with fire they're probably using fire for a lot of different things unfortunately right right and so in a horrible yeah, place. And, and there's there's another component to it is that those individuals living in the creeks you know are are an ignition source right. and, exactly. and, for sure. and can start fires which can um you know if you get the right or wrong weather conditions behind it mm-hmm. um can quickly spread a wildfire and we've seen a lot of wildfires i mean just oh, for sure. past thursday evening our crews responded to two um, related to some homeless encampments. And so we're really working hard to try to reduce the people living there. And also, so one, you try to remove them from that situation, get them in a better, better situation for themselves. Yeah. Um, but also trying to reduce the vegetation there too. Mm-hmm. We just notified last week. Right. We're really excited. We got a, a grant from the International Association of Fire Chiefs to, uh, help reduce some of the vegetation there. So Great. we'll be going in with some hand crews. Some of the area along San Luis Creek, the areas that uh, uh, push up against some of the homes and businesses there um, between like Prado Road and Los Osos Valley Road, which is one of the areas that's, that's huge, the biggest concern for us. So huge problem um, there. And in the grant, you know, it's, it wasn't a huge grant, but it'll give us at least, you know, four days of crews being in there and Great. taking out a bunch of that built up dead vegetation that's yeah. there. And so we do have some limitations on what we can do because of environmental regulations right and um like you mentioned paso robles they have um you know they they've done they've been very successful in in getting some agreements with some of those regulatory agencies Mm -hmm. we're working on that as well and it does take some time um we want to make sure that we do things right without you know negatively impacting our our natural yeah well nothing will impact the area you know more more negative than than a homeless person starting a fire you know what i mean and then it's spreading up the creek and stuff so it's like yeah i hope you can uh, that's awesome that you guys are yeah. are thinking about that and this is really you know especially from a, an individual your family who you're living with to have this ready set go thing done is really important. There's going to be three of these town halls uh, next week, the 27th, 28th, and 29th. One's at Bishop's Peak on Tuesday the 27th. Teach Elementary is Wednesday the 28th. And then Thursday the 29th, C.L. Smith Elementary. You can learn more by uh, going to slowcity.org slash wildfire. And then you should always, you know, and I just, I don't know that I follow you guys, but I need to because I follow the, I follow the police <laughs> as of just recently. And I'm like, yeah. there's a lot of things that they, I mean, they post really good stuff. So I'm, yeah, I'm definitely going to make sure you, next time you're on Insta, follow Slow City FD. So you should follow the fire department and then they can let you know of these things and it could just be right in your social feed because it's a, you know, it's a way to be a good neighbor, follow up with, their, with what they're up to and, 
really, this is a great way to ask your questions, get all the info you need for you and your family. So should something like this ever happen, you are in the best position to uh, get out of it okay. That's right. And thanks. I really appreciate you promoting us. You know, not oh my gosh, only is it to get that information, but you know, we provide a lot of uh, emergency information there. You know, if we did have a wildfire or an emergency event where we're doing evacuations, one of the first places we get that information out is on our social media. Yeah. And so we'll spread it out to as many people and as quickly as possible. But that's one of the quickest ways. And the great part is our media partners will see that and pick it up yeah. so quickly. So um, it's also, you know, it's a great follow. I know not a lot of people are into social media, but um, if you're going to get on it, um, you know, at a minimum, I think following your public safety agencies is a great way to get prepared for emergencies. Absolutely. Uh, you can learn more. Go to Slow City dot org slash wildfire learn about these wildfire preparedness town halls 27 28 29th at those three different elementary schools we have uh, james blattler he's from slow city fire he's the emergency manager and uh it's really cool to have you in here man thanks for being up and adam in the hey, morning thank you so much for your time up and adam in the morning with adam on heel weekday mornings 6 to 10 a.m the fresh 92.5 the perfect blend